0: and it's Utah's World Podcast episode. I'm Tom Hackett, normally joined by Steve Bartle, but uh, I do want to say Steve was uh, unable to join us. This will be a shorter episode. We're dealing with uh, a few things that, of course, were unexpected, as I'm sure many of you, our listeners, have had to deal with over the past handful of days. I do want to also apologize, of course, that we were unable to get an episode up last week. It's been a tumultuous last couple of weeks. Now, um, I'm without internet. Uh, My Wi-Fi system is down, and so to get Steve on the line, it's just been uh, harder than expected. So I do apologize, this will be a shorter and abbreviated version of the It's Utah's World podcast, but I do want to just catch up, uh, share a couple thoughts, uh, and bring you guys a few, uh, few topics of note. That uh, will hopefully get you through the weekend. But before, of course, we get to that, it's worth noting our beloved sponsors, Nate Wade Subaru. Nate Wade Subaru is the oldest Subaru dealership in North America. And they pride themselves on a relaxed car buying experience. And uh, if you don't believe me, and you're sick of dealing with car salesman that just won't quite let you leave the lot, then just go down to Subaru, uh, to Nate Wade Subaru in particular, and uh, let them show you how they operate at their best. We we do love them. They're just a, a few minutes from downtown Salt Lake City, off off, um, off Main Street, kind of wedged in between Main Street and State Street, and, and let them know we sent you. Because because um, they're good friends of ours, we're good friends of theirs, and hopefully you can join that party as well. So, since we last spoke to you guys, or since I last spoke to you guys, I should say, um, there's been a little bit that's unfolded. Specifically, this this testing, and I believe last episode we we did harp on we did harp on this 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 testing that the Pac-12 put out a, a press release about, and even even did a press conference on, essentially will we'll bring back results in as fast as 15 minutes, which is which is certainly a game-changer. There's no doubt about it. Um, I've been harping on this bandwagon, if you will, for quite some time now. I've always said that if, if you can test players upon arrival to the stadium and get the results within, say, a 15-minute span, then you can play football. Um, because even if a player or some players do test positive for the virus, you can quickly escort them from the confines of the stadium to a uh, to, to a hotel room or, or somewhere isolated for them to recover. Uh, and the rest of the players, assuming the majority of the team is still healthy and without the virus, you can play a football game. Uh, as you know that 100% of the players that are out there on the field do not have the virus. And therefore there is no risk. Uh, and same same can be said for the coaches. Um and, and it seems as though November is kind of the month that the PAC-12 is targeting. So in, in the press release, they, they mentioned that the testing, the experiment that they're doing, will, will take about a couple of weeks, three weeks, I believe is what they said. And then from the results found in that experiment, they'll be able to justify as to whether or not uh, the results are accurate enough um, that, that they can utilize them at the PAC-12 institutions. And so, as, as difficult as maybe this past week or two has been for Utah fans, obviously BYU played Navy uh, a few days ago now, that uh, that that Utah football may be back on the horizon. Keep your fingers crossed. That would be quite a sight to see. I've seen many tweets out there of fans. And by the way, if you don't follow me, check me out at, at TomCantHackIt on Twitter. Steve is at sbartle 247 my, my normal co-host who joins me. Um, many fans, though, have been driving by Rice Eccles Stadium, shedding a tear or two, and understandably so. It's it's been a very difficult last uh, last handful of months, if you will. Uh, but I do believe that that Utah football will come back. Uh, whether or not this year, I guess, is is still to be determined. But uh, I am optimistic. I'm I'm a half glass full type of bloke, and I do believe that. Utah football will likely come back before the end of the year. I just think the way the way we're headed, and at the rate that we're headed, I think the breakthroughs are going to come uh, quick and fast, and and hopefully we can get a product on the field. Now, let's not forget that if if the Pac-12 does announce that the, f- the football season will resume, there will be a mandatory six-week period prior to the first game. Uh, for coaches and players to acclimatize, if you will, and uh, get back into that that peak fitness level uh, required to play at the college football level. So um, in some other news uh, that came out a few days ago now, Mark Harlan announced that every athletic department employee has been furloughed. Uh, now there are differences. The differences in length as to how long each employee but Mark Harlan himself Kyle Whittingham the head coach of the Utah football program are two uh two people that have have also been included in the furloughs so uh this is simply just to mitigate kind of the financial stress and burden that COVID-19 the pandemic and its economic in- impact is having and so hopefully the the, the athletic department will be able to continue. Um, I, I spoke with uh, an official up there probably a month or two ago, and and he mentioned to me that if, if, if they were to furlough people, uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world, of course, that they are going to survive as an athletic department. They will not fold, unlike some other departments around the country that, that are on the brink of potentially collapsing. Utah football will be okay, despite you know, when you look at the, the schools in the Pac-12, you look at it from a, a business and a financial standpoint, Utah does come down the bottom of that list. Uh, certainly it's not one of the top uh, financial makers, uh, money makers in the Pac-12. They're going to be okay. Um, and and it's, always, it's always difficult when you have to furlough people, if you're one of uh, the many listeners of this podcast and you yourself has been, have been furloughed. Then uh, I do uh, send my condolences. If there's anything I in particular can do, please just don't hesitate to reach out because I'm I'm here to to support um, and love all of uh, all of our fellow It's Utah's World podcast listeners and Utah fans as a whole. anybody in the uh, in the community of Utah, Salt Lake City. I would love to uh, do anything I can to try and help out those in need. As uh, look, there's just there's a ton of stress, there's a ton of anxiety, constantly surrounding us at the minute, and, and life is not easy. Um, uh, but we will get through this together, and and it seems as though those up there at uh, Utah Athletics have come together and decided this was the best way to move forward. Um, they are still going to put it into perspective. They are still going ahead with the. Uh, stadium renovation, the South End Zone stadium renovation, which looks really really neat Uh, that is continuing, which is good news so they haven't had to put that on hold, obviously that is going to cost many a million millions of dollars and so for them to be able to uh, continue with that should should give you a pretty good idea as to where they stand financially that they're okay, Uh, they're certainly not doing as well as they would like, but I don't think anybody is during these times. Uh, Well, I guess that's not true, except for the the owner of uh, the Peloton. If you've heard of the Peloton, it's basically a bicycle, uh, workout bicycle that you can can operate in in your home. Uh, Apparently, I read a story now that the owner of that has over a million subscribers. He just became a billionaire uh, due to the pandemic. So I guess the pandemic is... Helping some people, but I think for the most part it's uh, it's certainly dampening and uh, and and doing the opposite to most. So, um, nonetheless, we move forward. Uh, I actually bumped into Coach Winningham's wife the other day. Uh, that's kind of a funny little story. So, my my, my mother and father-in-law, my in-laws, they live in uh, they live in the Country Club neighborhood, and I guess. Coach Wittenham's son lives in around the same area, uh, and we see Coach Witt and, and his beautiful wife Jamie uh, around, and, and I bumped into her. We had a good conversation. She's doing well. The Wittenhams are, uh, are, are doing as best as can be. Um, I, I guess I, and, and for those that don't know, Coach Witt and his wife moved homes. Uh, they were in Cottonwood and now they're kind of in that uh, Harvard-Yale area, just around the corner from campus, and uh, that area in particular was was hit pretty heavily with um from the wind with the wind that swept through the state earlier this week and uh and so i guess that neighborhood is quite a mess but uh coach Witt and his big calves and uh, muscles they've been helping out doing what they can to to stay safe and uh, bunker down if you will it's been a, a very wild wild time so um who knows i i also wanted to to touch on the nfl the nfl season uh, got underway uh, yesterday on, uh, on 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 thursday this week um, and there are a number of players that have made the rosters the 53 man rosters for their respective nfl teams and that's uh, there's 27 former Utah player is currently on a 53man roster in the NFL which I think is is pretty neat um, and it goes to show the the development this program has sustained over the course of the, the last handful of years and I guess the standout for me would be Jalen Johnson uh, Jalen Johnson was drafted high uh, to the Chicago Bears and he has he has been named a starter at cornerback for that prolific Bears defense which is a testament to, to not only him, but uh, Coach Shaw, his, his, his college coach here at Utah, and the entire Utah football program for developing him into the product that he has become. Jalen Johnson will be a starting member of that Bears defense. Other players, um, Bradley and Nye has made the Dallas 53-man roster. Cody Barton still with Seattle Uh, Jackson Barton he was with the Chiefs last year he's now with the Giants Francis Bernard is on the practice squad of Dallas Julian Blackman's with Indy Marquise Blair's with Seattle as well Uh, Garrett Bowles still with Denver Devonte Booker was traded uh, a few months ago now. He's with uh, the Raiders down there in Las Vegas. Terrell Burgess drafted to the Rams. He made their 53. Kylie Fitz, you guys remember Kylie from a few years ago, uh, as well as Leckie Fotu. They're both with Arizona. Javelin Guidry. So this was interesting because if, you, if I were to remind you, Javelin Guidry was a junior, and he actually decided to declare for the NFL draft late in the process. He He's made... The New York Jets practice squad, which is good for Javelin. Obviously, he has immense speed. And I imagine, look, I, I think Javelin will have a, a pretty long career in the NFL. Uh, and the sole reason behind that is is special teams. I don't know if he's ever going to be the, you know, the, the nickelback, the the starting nickelback uh, for an NFL team. Uh, but I do think he's going to have a, an impact on special teams. He's just too quick. And you can play him on any special teams. Kickoff. Uh, punt return you know just about all of them besides Phil block is is someone uh, or is something that uh, Javelin Guidry can make a living out of hey this is a really neat story as well Chase Hansen guys Chase Hansen has made the 53-man roster for the Saints um, he had a he had a yeah he had that horrific injury um in the Pac-12 Championship game from 2018 against Washington and I remember speaking to him after that game he was walking all funny and I said Chase what's going on man he said look I don't know but I just my back seized up on me midway through that second half I played through it but it just it's not in a good spot and and I guess it was really quite problematic and troubling for him to the point that he couldn't work out at the NFL combine he didn't partake in in pro day um he, he couldn't even work out for teams now the saints took a bet on him took him as an undrafted free agent uh put him on the injured reserve list last year um and he's worked his way back now he's a starting member uh, i shouldn't say starting but he's a he's on the 53 man roster for the saints it'll be interesting to see kind of what his take um so, sorry his role is for them this year but uh, he is such a such a Talented player with such great instinct. I imagine he gets a few looks, um, hopefully, on the defense, if not on special teams, certainly. Tyler Huntley, this is cool. Tyler Huntley, Snoop, uh, our former quarterback. He's made the practice squad for the Baltimore Ravens. Jalen Johnson, as I talked about, he's with Chicago. Um, Zach Moss, he's with Buffalo. Star is with Buffalo as well. He's he's decided to opt out, Star, so you're not going to see Star... ...for Buffalo this season. Jared Norris has made the practice squad for Washington. Uh, he followed his coach Ron Rivera from uh, from the Panthers. He's now with Washington. Nate Orchard is also on the practice squad out there in, in Washington. Timmy Patrick has come a long way over the last couple of years. He's with Denver still. Darren Polo, remember the old, uh, the old left tackle? He's with Denver with Garrett Bowles. He's on the practice squad. John Penasini still doing his thing. He's uh, made the 53-man roster up there in Detroit. Eric Rowe, of course, with Miami. Alex Smith. You guys have probably all heard about Alex Smith. He's uh, he's on the 53-man roster for Washington, which is really, really neat. Sam Tevey, uh made the Chargers. Fifty three. that's where he spent, I believe, just about his entire NFL career. It's been a couple years now, so I do apologize. Marcus Williams is with the Saints, and of course, our friend Mitch Wisnowski is with San Francisco. You, you might be thinking, where's Maddie Gay? Maddie Gay got cut. If you missed that, then uh, Maddie Gay got cut. He was beat out by a fellow by the name of Ryan Suckup, who's, uh, boy, he's like a 12, 13-year NFL vet. Uh, previously was with the Tennessee Titans. He beat him out in camp. And so Maddie Gay did not get picked up uh, off the waiver wire and is currently an undrafted free agent. I imagine he's back home. We might try and actually get him on the podcast. I'll reach out to him and see uh, what he is up to. So long story short, um, 27 guys, the list I just read to you, that was in alphabetical order. Um, 27 Utes, former Utes on... The NFL uh, on NFL rosters, which is uh, again a testament to Coach Whittingham and the entire staff up there for the development they've that they're able to achieve year in and year out. Uh, gents and ladies, uh, I hope everybody's doing well. I really do. And earlier, when I said if there's anything I can do, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on, on Twitter uh, at Tom Can't Hack It. Just shoot me a message, send me a DM. Let me know how I can help because I'd be more than happy to do so I hope everybody stayed safe during uh, during that windstorm if you're in Utah uh, i I have power I received power yesterday uh, which would have been Thursday it's currently Friday um, but I'm still without the internet so uh, so my I, I'm, I'm with Xfinity and I guess over 2500 customers around my area are still uh, still without internet so I do a I do apologize for kind of this abbreviated version of the It's Utah's World podcast, but uh, I know there is a little bit of recruiting news, not a ton. We'll get to that with Steve next week. Uh, In the meantime, please stay safe. Check out Nate Wade Subaru, uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the It's Utah's World podcast. See you, guys.